This is Six Cold Feet Season 2, Episode 3, Sour Times. This episode contains adult themes and language. Just remember me, baby, when I'm in six feet of cold, cold ground. I will never forget the first time I saw Juliet Nyes play live. She was mesmerising, magical. She inspired my generation to be better. I hope the current generation gets the same chance I did. How does this stupid thing Oops. Okay, looks like it's on. Um, testing? One, two, three? This is Paul. Obviously. Uh, from 4 Triple Z. Spit out later. <clears throat> Time to go meet the legendary Juliet Knives playing tonight at the arena, one of Sydney's iconic concert venues. <sighs> okay, don't be nervous. She's just a person. A brilliant, godlike, supernaturally talented person. Whoa there. No one goes backstage without a pass. Yeah, I, I have one. It's right there. I, I, I swear. I must have dropped it. I'm in a hurry. Would it be all right if I... I've been running security here three years now. If I had a dollar for every time I'd seen someone pull that move, I'd have enough money to retire and never have to see anyone pull that move again. No, no, no. Of course, I, I get that, but I swear, I'm with 4ZZZ. I couldn't go to the show in Brisbane. I've flown all the way here to do this interview. Uh, I, I, I have my subscriber's card, if that helps. It does not. And you're the third person to claim being with Community Radio tonight. Really? I mean, if you're going to lie about being with a media organisation, wouldn't you say you're with someone more reputable, like ABC or Rolling Stone or something? So you're not with Triple Z. No, no, I am. That, that's why I'm not lying about it. I just didn't understand why you... There she is. Juliet, it's me. It's, it's me, Paul. We spoke on the phone. Sorry, kid. Gotta go light some fuses, give a few hearts some bruises. You know how it is. Could I maybe talk to you after the show? I was hoping to get your thoughts on the Riot Girl movement. Sorry. Here, have a pick. Oh, shit, look at your damn face. You're like a freaking orphan puppy dog who's just found out Christmas is cancelled. <sighs> look, how about I put your little recorder thingy in my backpack and take it backstage and keep the tape rolling? You can make a little bootleg as my private gift to you. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> no sweat. Where up? Okay, let's make some magic. We're going to talk about last night. I'm a queer icon, Dylan. I can't be caught out sleeping with the enemy. You can be bisexual and still be a queer icon. And an egomaniac. I have to be an egomaniac. It's part of the gig. I can't go out there in front of 5,000 people every night and say, Oh, um, hi, golly gee, it's super nice that you like my songs. You're going to do that same opening monologue? Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to think of it as an intro track. Get them all worked up in with Frenzy or Malcolm X slash Marcus Aurelius style. You know, only with ovaries. There's a girl in the front row wearing a t-shirt that says, Juliet is better than Jesus. <laughs> that shit is heretical. I swear to God, Sarah, if you weren't the only human alive who can play between death and release with your goddamn eyes closed, I'd have kicked you out of the band the first time you quoted a Bible verse at me. No, you wouldn't. Okay, I, I wouldn't, but the proselytizing is still fucking annoying, just so we're clear. So what do you call your opening monologue? Theatre. There's a difference. Juliet! 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 Good evening, my 
my past and future lovers. Listen, listen. I want to say something before we unleash a sonic tsunami upon your eagerly awaiting eardrums. I know outside there's fear. There's men who want to take away your power. There's corporations that want to take away your money and your time and your soul smiling all the while. There's a government that hates the poor, the weird, the young, the sexually liberated. But I want you to put all that aside for a moment because in here, behind these doors, in this space, there's all of you and there's all of me. And these sonic wizards of sound behind us. And this is our time. This is our space. So leave your worries outside. Leave your fears outside. This is church for the unbaptized. Salvation for the morally compromised. Emancipation of the wage slaves. Reincarnation for those headed for an early grave. In short, let's get weird together. Who's fooled?
got a taste in heroes. Or drugs. Or maybe both. Okay, okay. We're going to dive into the back catalogue now. Anyone here heard of my collection of early demos and EPs or other? Oh, come on, that's bullshit. It's all like 20 copies, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. All right, so this is reaching back a bit. I heard some of you once called my early work unsubtle. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Anyway, this one's called The Patriarchy Will Drown in a Deluge of Their Own Stupid Man Tears. Juliet, are you okay? No, Henry, I'm not okay. No one is okay. The girl they carried out covered in blood is definitely not okay. Contact her family. I want to pay all her medical bills. That's very generous, but if she has a permanent injury, that could cost you. I don't fucking care what it costs. Surely you don't count yourself responsible. It was an accident. It was nothing like an accident, Henry. If I hadn't played that gig, she'd be at home studying or playing with cats or whatever it is she does. Just get her contact details. I really must advise that I think this is unwise. What are you, the villain in an off-Broadway musical? Do what I goddamn pay you for and cancel the rest of the tour. I'm going home. The C word? The C word is cunt, Henry, or cancer, depending. It's definitely not cancel. Why don't we postpone, hmm? Take a couple of weeks off, go to the beach, spend some time with some fine margaritas and some fine mamacitas. Take a load off. Take a load off? Henry, I'm trying to deal with a fan, hovering close to death, not a stressful visit from the in-laws. You signed contracts. Insurance won't cover cancellation under these circumstances. You'll be forfeiting a fortune. I don't care, it's just money. I can't take it with me and she can't take it with her if she dies. And I still don't know her name. This is a problem? This is a problem I need fixed. Is that clear? Fucking diva bitch. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. No, I heard a definite something. In fact, what I heard was your resignation. Get the fuck out of here, you parasite. Go find some subpar trip I'm back to exploit. Can't. There's the C word, now you're getting it. You sure that was a good idea? What, cancelling the tour? Offering to pay for medical expenses or firing Henry? All of the above. I don't know. I keep thinking, how do I want to be remembered, you know? Ever since Jeff Buckley died, I keep wondering about what kind of legacy I'm going to leave behind. All those cheesy news stories they ran about him. You know they keep that shit pre-recorded in, like, a vault? Like, as soon as you get enough celebrity under your belt, there's just this tape in a vault somewhere with your name on it just waiting to be introed by some pearly-toothed bint and overpriced blouse. Juliet. What? You really think you're important enough to have a pre-edited memorial reel? I guess you haven't seen the sales figures for the new album. Fuck you. <laughs> You should be my manager. You're smart. You know how to handle people. Sharks like Henry, psychos like me. You're good with money. And you're an actual musician, like not some leech who wouldn't know the difference between Stevie Nicks and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Probably not a good idea to make any major business decisions while you're crying. 
See? You're helping already. Can you do something for me? Can you find out this girl's name? I want to go visit her. You sure about that? <laughs> nope. But I know I've got so much guilt gnawing away at me that if I don't do it, it'll drive me madder than Medea. Find her for me, please. Sure. Shit. I forgot to give that kid back his tape recorder thingy. What's his name again? Peter? Pacey? Fuck. Just what I needed another problem to deal with. Guess I'll chuck it on the pile. Juliet? Oh. My. God, I love you! I love you, I love you. I'm your biggest fan. I have all of your albums on vinyl and cassette and CD and the new one on mini-disc, but not the other ones because they're not on mini-disc yet, even though it's a really high-quality and portable format <sighs> that... How the hell did you get in here? I gave a handjob to the security guard downstairs. Fucking hell. Look, I don't have time to deal with some kid who... I'm not a kid. I'm 19, 18, 17, or at least I will be in December. But I was at your concert tonight, and it was a revelation. How did you get into a license for... You know what? Forget I asked. Listen, sweetheart, I don't want to be some cold, stuck-up rock star type, but this is my home. It's a hotel room. Right. It's my home for the night. This is my home. There are many like it, but this one's mine. That's a Full Metal Jacket reference. Oh. I don't like metal. No, it... Ugh, never mind. But if you're at the gig tonight, you understand they're not in a good way right now, okay? And I'm assuming you must have been at least a little traumatised yourself, yeah? So I'm very flattered and I'm grateful you hold me in such high esteem, but I would really, really appreciate it. And I say this next part with love. If you would get the fuck out of my room and let me sleep. Okay, love? Please don't make me leave. Sign my arm. I'll make it into a tattoo. I love you. I think you're amazing. <sighs> yeah, well, that makes one of it. <gasps> Hey, sweetheart, I, uh, bought you some flowers and a fruit basket and signed copies of all my albums and one of my guitars. I bumped into your mum in the hall. She had no idea who I was and that might be for the best, actually. She'd probably just blame me for this whole situation. I sure do. She said you're studying law. That's cool. That's really cool. Can you hear me in there? I'm making a tape of this so your parents can play it back to you later. Assuming it's worth playing again or even listening to this time around. In the music biz, we have this term, red light fever. It's the idea that even a really talented artist can seize up when the red recording light goes on. Knowing that what you're doing is being recorded creates this wave of anxiety and panic, but I've never had that, though. Because everything we do is recorded. 
our actions and waves of response and reaction through the universe, and our words become etched into the memories of the people around us. Everything we do creates an echo, an imprint. Musicians just have this particular way of preserving theirs, you know? Like, I think a lot about the kind of legacy I'm going to leave behind. Do you ever... Shit, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have bought a book to read. I just read Her Smoke Rose Up Forever. You know that one? It was written by James Tiptree. Tiptree started publishing in the late 60s, and he builds this incredible body of work that's insightful, dark complex. He writes to fans and other authors and became friends with Ursula Le Quinn and Philip K. Dick, but he never did any public appearances, which people thought was odd, but you know, artists, they're a weird bunch, right? And rumors start circulating that maybe Tiptree is hiding for a reason. You know, besides general fondness of privacy and hermitude. Some people start to wonder if maybe Tiptree is a woman. The author Robert Silverberg said, It has been suggested that Tiptree is a female, a theory I find absurd, for there to me is something ineluctably masculine about Tiptree's writing. Ineluctably masculine? Fuck, that's gold. I think there's a song title in there. Anyway, you can probably guess where this is going, right? It turns out that Mr. Tiptree was, in fact, Alice Bradley Sheldon. She used a pseudonym because she correctly thought it would be easier to be taken seriously by the heinously phallocentric sci-fi community. Shit hadn't changed since the days of the Bronte sisters. And this all comes out in the late 70s. And suddenly, all her themes about sexuality and gender and feminism become a whole lot clearer. She married a couple of guys over her lifetime. But she once said, I like some men a lot, but from the start, before I knew anything, it was always girls and women who lit me up. I like that. It's not just raw sexual desire. It's not just love. It's about being lit up, illuminated. And it's the soul, the spirit, the person who does that, not the flesh or the form, right? Anyway, she wrote a ton of great stories, but they named this award after her. Well, after her pseudonym, the James Tiptree Jr. Award for sci-fi books that examine gender. That's a fucking cool legacy. I understand why she did it. Took on a new name, constructed a new identity became someone else. It makes sense if you're the kind of person who has things in their past that they no longer want to be connected to. You know, I kind of feel like I'm doing all the work here conversation-wise. That was a jerk. You were supposed to laugh. Oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god! Are you Juliet Knives? No. Oh, really? God, you look and sound just like her. Except, you know, she has nicer hair. No offence. Yeah, none taken. 
You should, like, do parties and stuff. You could probably earn a few bucks as an impersonator. I guess. Not sure I want to spend my whole life being someone I'm not. Yeah, fair enough. You have a lovely day. I'm gonna go. I'll come back with that book and I'll read to you tomorrow, okay, sweetheart? Like, <laughs> don't you go anywhere. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. You need to live a good long life like me. Ain't nothing gonna take me till I'm good and ready. I plan to die on stage, mid-gig, mid-solo. Grey hair, creaking bones at the age of 110. Maybe by then I'll be ready to confess. Juliet. Christ. If only you knew. Thena? What are you doing in here? Couldn't sleep. I've been going back through these tapes. Anything good? She keeps hinting about something in her past that she wanted to atone for. And now, whatever it is, she'll never get that chance. Karen, there's something I didn't tell you about the first time I spoke to Juliet. Oh, good. More things you've been hiding from me. When she went to the bathroom, I had a look around. You were snooping. I found this little cupboard half hidden by the bookshelves. I opened it and there was a picture of Juliet when she was just a kid with two people I'm assuming were her parents. Okay. And a tape. I only got a quick glimpse of it before I heard her coming back and I closed the door, but I think it was labelled Confessions. Get in the car. Don't you want to eat breakfast or... Nope. Ha Not as much as I want to find out what's on that tape. I'll get the keys. Meet you downstairs. Maybe by then I'll be ready to confess. Maybe by then I'll be ready to confess. Maybe by then I'll be ready to confess. This week's episode is brought to you by our fabulous sponsors, Odyssey Books, who are going to be publishing my forthcoming collection of poetry for kids, 19 and a half spells disguised as poems. But this week, I'm here to talk to you about a new sci-fi novel called Dark Justice by Shelley Russell Nolan, who also provided this week's Julian Knives testimonial. Here's the scoop. 500 years ago, the cure for the common cold went horribly wrong, turning those infected into freaks consumed with hate and rage. Sounds like a Trump rally. To fight the freaks and protect mankind from extinction, scientists created genetically enhanced soldiers called wardens. Now, the captain of the ward, Jackson Kyle, is infected while saving the life of another warden. Due to his genetic enhancements, he is like no other freak. His faculty is intact, he escapes from the ward, and encounters a mysterious young woman. The second he touches her, he is caught in a bond, compelled to protect her at all costs, for she will decide the fate of humankind! This book has been described as a blend of Beauty and the Beast, the fifth element, with a little bit of Dawn of the Dead thrown in. That sounds like a pretty sweet combo. Go and check out the new sci-fi thriller from Odyssey Books, Dark Justice, by Shelley Russell Nolan, available in all good bookstores right now. Six Cold Feet is written by me, James and Ellen. I also sometimes write under the pen name James Tiptree Jr. when I feel like subverting gender paradigms. 
sound design, direction, production, and a bunch of other stuff was done by myself and the wonderful Jessica McGore. Our cast this week included Kate Logan, Damien Campagnolo, Tom Yaxley, Melanie Zanetti, Jenna Saini, Liam Soden, Scott Mercer, Helen Stevens, and Jessica McGore. But that's just for starters, because we played an entire gig. We had a fictional rock star play an actual show, an actual gig, that then became part of this show. It was a crazy experiment. Uh, I'm very excited we pulled it off, and I'm so grateful to everyone who was there and was part of it. We had a bunch of people sign up to have their names officially credited, so I'm going to read those out. We did very strongly encourage fake names, see if you can pick them. We had Maria Hutchinson, Reese Lawrence, Troy Henderson, Nikki Nick Freeface, Jill Petapas, Phony Negroni, Frenchie McFrenchface, Georgia Potts, Eric Valand, and Beck Adams put their names down. But there are a ton of other people there, and we absolutely appreciate all of you taking part in this very crazy thing that we did. Now, the music was done by Kate Logan with Adele Pickvance, Scott Mercer, and Ash Shanahan, aka Adele Pickvance and the Chandeliers. They're having a single launch soon if you're in Brisbane. Come and check it out. They've done an incredible job writing original music for this show. We played just one of those songs in this episode, but we're going to put the whole gig up on Patreon for our chorus members. So they played an entire set. We're going to put that up there. They did an incredible job. It sounded amazing. And was recorded live at The Bearded Lady by James Fern Wannan. And we really appreciate the work that they did uh, recording it and mixing it. James, fantastic job. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We need to send an extra big shout out to our chorus member Patreons, which we have more of this week, which is very exciting. Very big thanks to Sandy Darling, Tony Zolo, the fantastic sci-fi podcast, Go in Space, Kathleen and Anna Cook. We really appreciate you helping us do the crazy thing that we're doing. One last reminder, if you want to send us testimonials or if you want to send us music, please send that through to deadericproductions at gmail.com and we'll give a plug to whatever you want. Your book, your podcast, your birthday, whatever, your charity. We would love to do that. We love having people be part of our show. It's been a really fun part of season two. We are going to be releasing the Juliet Knives EP coming up soon. The band is in the studio right now getting that laid down and it's going to be ready for release in the near future. Stay tuned for that. We will see you for episode four very soon.